It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Close to Elizabeth Town, according to the film. Consequence Podcast Network. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Thomas, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the Interview Series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here and checking out the series. Uh, you know what to do. You like what you see, what you hear, hit that subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week. It's a new every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. And just keep yourself entertained. Uh, you can do so at all the usual podcast places. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, it's Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And that's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Philip Selway. Going to be talking to the uh, singer-songwriter slash Radiohead drummer uh, about his brand new solo album called Strange Dance. He's going to tell us about his latest collaborators and bandmates, uh, Portishead's influence on his own musical landscape, and I'll be asking about the paranoia that seems to find itself in uh, many of the lyrical spots throughout the LP. Uh, Phillips also, of course, we're going to get into some Radiohead. I'm going to ask about Radiohead's reputation for running away from catchy songs or catchy moments in songs, and of course we're going to speculate on whether we'll get another album from that legendary band. And let's get into it now, talking Strange Dance. It's Kyle Meredith with Philip Selway. Hi, Kyle. It is a pleasure to have you here. Uh, and especially behind just this, I, I don't even know the words to use because I want to call it beautiful, but it's also dark, sometimes a little bit scary and fun at other times and interesting. But this record, Strange Dance, it really is such a great experience. So just my first congratulations on this. Thank you. Thank you. That's the first time I've heard um, scary is just an, a, an adjective in, in, in relation to it as well. So that one's yours, Kyle. Thank you. <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> you know, I, I'll get around to what I mean by that here, here in just a bit, too. But, but let's, you know, maybe start with where the album starts. Like, when do you know that it's time to start a record? Are you the kind that just sort of writes all the time and it becomes fluid and before you know it, you're in it? Or is there like, OK, now it's time to make a record? How, how does this one find its beginning? So I think in terms of material, I've, I've always got stuff kind of going on in the background. I don't sit down necessarily on a day and think, right, I'm going to write a song today. I'll sit down and do something musical. And if I'm lucky, something will come along. So it's building on those moments. And once I feel that I've got enough of those moments in place uh, to make a record, then that, that makes the decision for me. Um, and so... You get to that point and then kind of decide 
what it is that you where you want to take the album musically and and all those important decisions like who would you like to work with like the most important decision actually um and i found that through my kind of decades worth of 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 solo work i built up these really rich uh, musical relationships with people that I've been working on my records, doing my solo work or doing my soundtrack work as well. And so I had a good idea of of the kind of musical voices uh, that they could all bring to it. So it's people like Adrian Utley and Quinta um, and Laura Moody, who's done all the all the wonderful string and brass arrangements and appeal. So you have this idea uh, of thinking I think all those musical voices would blend together really well then you have to kind of pluck the courage up to to go off and ask everybody fortunately everybody said said yes and and another crucial um relationship in that was Marta Salonie who's produced and mixed the album and I'd originally worked with Marta back in uh 2013 I think when I was finishing off my second album she did the she was the engineer on the vocal sessions for that one and I remember at the time just being so struck by her talent in the studio you know she her engineering skill was excellent her taste in music and just the way that she managed a session so I had that sense coming into this one that actually to pull all these different elements together it, was quite, it felt quite ambitious to me. And to then know that uh, Marta would be at the centre of that, helping me pull everything in, into focus, that gave me the confidence then to go on ahead and, and make the record. So there we go. That's a very long-winded answer to, to your question there, Carl. <laughs> it's all right, because, you know, like I noticed Marta, I mean, you're talking about having great taste in music. Like I don't know that she was doing them simultaneously, but but she's also done I think the the latest Depeche Mode record as well, and 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 looking at sort yes. of her back catalog, and it's like yeah, th- th- like I'm not saying she's got a mood, but she knows how to create a mood, and that must be a big oh, part of this relationship. Like, what was your all's process? So before we even got into the studio, I shared material with with Marta, kind of in its very uh, very stripped back form which was just me an acoustic guitar or or piano but those those tracks then kind of made the basis of the sessions going forward but those initial conversations were so important it was just trying to work out what the parameters of the record would be and that was always very important to be able to to return to that uh, during during the actual recording sessions, because so much was going on that you could easily find yourself going off down some obscure alleyway if you wanted to with it. But then just having had that that kind of blueprint from the outset and Marta really taking that to heart, uh, that kept a real focus in the sessions, made them really productive, really collaborative and... I think that, again, it's one of the, the amazing talents Marta has in the studio, that ability to just to really absorb what it is that you want to get out of a record and then 
finding ways to unlock that for you. And, but also, I mean, from my point of view, just having that absolute confidence in her decision-making. Um, and so at those points, kind of whereas I, I might have been uh, maybe slightly indecisive, <laughs> she, it would be great to be able to reflect that back to Marta. And I felt confident in, in kind of the discussion that we would have then, that that would be the right way forward. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Philip Selway. What you all did create, um, and, and not just you and Marta, but, you know, as you're talking about this whole team of people, you all did create such a coherent sound. And it's not a sound that's really present on, on your previous albums. I mean, of course, there's you and there's those hints of that, but this is its own thing. Why did you land on this specific sound? I mean, was it something you were looking for? Or is this more of like, this is what happens when you bring these people together? Yeah, I. it was something that I was aiming for. I mean, I had that kind of, that widescreen soundscape to it in my head before we started working. And I knew I wanted to develop uh, the kind of methodology that I've been um, uh, learning in doing soundtrack work and just really explore kind of more orchestral textures uh, in the context of, 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 of my songs. But then with that, just kind of have a knowledge of, of everybody's individual musical voice. But then it was kind of wide open as to how those would all, all blend once we we're all in the studio together. That was the exciting part of it for me, really. And there were some lovely surprises along the way. And 
Um, and it was uh, and from that angle, it was a very, very inspiring environment to work in. Just the joys of finding a new band in, in that sense. It's what it oh, sounds like. Absolutely. I also thought it was interesting. You know, you mentioned Adrian, uh, Adrian Utley in there too, um, for Portishead. And and hearing about how when you first decided to make solo record that you were almost mimicking a little bit Beth Gibbons. And yeah. I I thought, how important is Portishead in your world? Because it seems really sort of all around the uh, all around the area. Well, I, it kind of with Radiohead and Portishead, it feels like we've been kind of moving in parallel for the past couple of decades plus. So it was, you know, in Radiohead, we have um, for the past for thirteen years now, Clive Deemer, who's who's brings all those wonderful drum and percussion textures to 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 Portishead. He's been playing with us. So it's yeah, i I mean I love Portishead. Kind of they they've done one of my favorite ever shows, I think, that I've been to. And that was thinking back to it, it was back in um nineteen ninety seven. Uh so we were we've been out touring uh with okay computer it'd been quite full on and i just remember going to see them play at brixton academy in london and just standing there and it was just like this wave of emotion just came over me it was coming off the stage and then and i actually found myself standing there watching it in floods of tears and I, you know so i think their music can can really it, get under under your skin's definitely got under my skin and you know they're just kind of great musicians and uh i've loved working with adrian as well he's just you know he comes with his producer head as well and so you know there's always you know when you're in the studio you're always trying to find those solutions to the puzzle that is the song that you're working on at the time and, and adrian can just cut through that stuff and just come from so many different angles when you're when you're working through it all so yeah he's uh, he's he's a wonderful person to to work with and just coincidentally i, I, I before we started this interview I, I was online and noticing that was it last night saint vincent with the roots on fallon doing glory box so oh really they're everywhere right now in in this little world <laughs> oh amazing i'll have to go and have a look for that one that sounds incredible you no know, it, it's it is it's it's beautiful and moody and exactly what you'd hope for in it it's it's worth yeah. watching yeah so getting back into into strange dance so we get to the beginning you know the opening song you get little things and the first thing that we hear you say is don't believe what they say <laughs> <laughs> i think that's an opening line that's a hell of an opening line and even you like it yeah, and then when you put that, you know, you go further, uh, what keeps you awake at night? Like, it's not a paranoid album, but there seems to be a lot of paranoia, paranoia in, in, the, in the record. Where did that come from? I'm not a paranoid person all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it does shoot out from time to time, I guess. Um, it's uh, the, so you, you were talking about the, the, the kind of the opening line. Um, don't believe what they say in that track, Little Things. That song is very much about that experience of being gaslit, basically, whether that's on a very personal level. I'm sure we've all experienced that. Or 
as we've all felt, I guess, over the past, you know, three or four years on a kind of, on a, on a much broader kind of, for want of a better word, societal, governmental level as well. And I felt that song, yeah, it seemed to, to key in to, to a, a common experience, I, I, I felt, that, um, you know, but I, I saw, I'd experienced throughout many different aspects of, of my life. And um, having said that, kind of when I really settled down with the, the lyrics on the album, that was, I think that was the first complete lyric I had was Little Things. But I also was also aware that I didn't want to write an album about myself. You know, I wanted to write songs which would be relatable uh, and kind of emotionally resonant. But I didn't really want them to be autobiographical. Um, I just wanted to leave a room for anybody who was listening to the record to, to find their own narrative, in, if you like, in that. So kind of as I was writing, it was it was a case of kind of trying to erase myself from the songs as much as possible, but leave this framework in there, if you like, which kind of hopefully rings true. Here's my house. I'm not in it. But here you go. <laughs> Have a walk yeah. around. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's really interesting but you know and, and i'll i'll give it to you though because if that's how the record starts by the time we get to the end you know you say there'll be better days yeah you know you, do, you, do you just feel like you have to like oh we can't we can't we can't just leave you here you, there's got to be at least a little <laughs> bit of hope there at the end <laughs> <laughs> i try there's a little bit of hope in all of them i think you kind of you dig around and and, it, and it's there in in each song i think I no, hope. it's it's there, and to be fair, you're you're correct. Uh, I'm obviously uh, looking at the extremes, you know, of of the yeah, sides yeah. of the of the LP to this, but but the, even when I just saw the title, I thought, okay, no, I get it, I get it. <laughs> yeah. a, little, a little bit of sugar with the uh, w- with the medicine, sure. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the, the closing line, it's it, it felt like a a really really good place to leave the record. I mean, part of what I want to do with with the record was kind of create this kind of refuge space, if you like. And that felt very in, in keeping with that sense, rather than signing off saying, life's shit, get on with it. <laughs> I mean, some days I'll agree with you on one side and some days I'll agree with you on that statement right there too. It's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's an interesting world. And uh where we'll end up, we'll only see, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we'll be right back, right after this. Welcome back. It's Kyle and Meredith with Philip Selway. And then there's the title track. And that's one of the most interesting, one of my favorite parts of this. And I'm talking about Strange Dance. This is a song that sounds, it sounds like it's built instead of written. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, like... Like I, I may, you may have said this in another interview about a little Tom Waits thing, and I got that on the beginning, like uh, what's he building uh-huh. in there type of a thing. That like there are Tom Waits songs that sound, you know, like angels handed him the piano part, and there it is. And then there are songs that sound like he went out in his tool shed with no instruments whatsoever, and here's what we have at the end. Strange Desire to me feels a little bit more like that in the best possible way. I would just love to hear how this song came into existence. So that song has been, uh, it's been you know, kind of filtering around my head for about the past two decades. It's 
it was I wrote it on on uh, on acoustic guitar. Really didn't know what to do with it at the time. I knew there was a good melody in there, and I, I kind of liked the 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 kind of the harmonic progression in there. By the time I brought it to 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 the al- these album sessions, it had it had morphed into into a, a piano ballad, which was pretty, you know. Um, but I kind of felt that there was there was a lot more to mine from it. So yes, I think you're right. There there was this amazing collection of of people there. Uh, with all these, as I was saying earlier on, with all these very distinctive musical voices, and so kind of once we had that rhythm track in place um, with um, the Valentina Magaletti, most amazing drummer and percussionist, who um, brought so many of the songs to, to life for me, and they just created this bed that we could then build up all these different elements, really kind of keying into everybody's individual voice and then building up these weird and wonderful orchestral elements on top of it um and yeah it was so satisfying here it would emerge from from the mist if you like you know it came from this very saccharine place almost to just this very angular and kind of quite singular soundscape going on there i felt and um yeah it just felt like the that that the the culmination of that particular um collaboration really with all those musicians and yeah i was really made up with the result on that one perfect title with the strange dance just given the feel yeah. of that track too and and you know and, and it's almost like the juxtaposition like you have a track like that and then you have like picking up the pieces uh, and the heart of it all. Uh, those two come to mind in like, you know, the poppier side. I'm just saying that sort of in a broad sense, you know, these the, these hooks that exist through that. And I was laughing because, you know, you go back to Radiohead and there's this reputation that you all just ran away from anything that could be catchy, you know, for a while. <laughs> But you know, and I hear the I hear, but I hear catchiness and picking up the pieces. I hear the catchiness in these other songs. I hear catchy moments in the Smiles record and EOB's record. Yeah. What does that reputation mean to you, and and why does exactly does it exist? Just to answer, ask, I guess directly. Well, one side of it for me, I don't really kind of stop moving forward on something until I feel that there's there is a, some distinct melody there or some kind of hook around that which can kind of propel the whole uh, piece together but weighed against that I mean like within within radio that um, you know we've been being a band for nearly 40 years with we're trying to accommodate a lot of musical ideas in there and I think when you become, I think as you as you develop as a band, as a musician, you kind of see this whole world of musical textures that you can try and lose yourself in, and try and and uh, work them into your material. And so, yes, I think on one side of it, you you do have this catchiness, which kind of I think buys you a lot of uh, space within a piece. You know, there is something there that actually 
it is something to hold on to, but it does then give you this this scope around that to, to try out all these different musical textures, all these different approaches uh, to to songs. I mean, you know, I think I'm at heart probably still a bit of a, a pop head as well. <laughs> I love pop. <laughs> and, um, and, but with that as well, just so inspired by, by kind of all the incredible musicians that I've, I've been able to work with in, over all my projects. So, you know, that brings together these, these two, two sides, I think. And, um, yeah, I think there have been plenty of melodies in, in Radiohead over the years. I see people singing along. <laughs> and, and, and that's true. Like, even as I'm saying that, you know, I think of songs. Burn the Witch, uh, Morning Mr. Magpie. These are just ones coming to mind. They're there. You know, the, these these are songs that have odd structures, but it's all there. And I guess what I was getting at is, but that reputation sort of existed. Like, even in contrast to what you were actually producing, there was that idea, you know, and I think that's what interesting. It, I mean, it's it's less about the songwriting and more about the perception, which may not be something that you can even, you know, have an answer for. No, but I think that's a really interesting point, Carl. And I think it's not just us. I think you can apply that to to, to anybody, um, particularly people who've had quite a long musical career. On the whole, you don't get to know their complete catalogue, do you? But you have this idea of what they would do, and that becomes quite fixed as well. Um, it's no bad thing, you know. It's, uh, it's and, and from the point of view of kind of everything falls under the radiohead umbrella i can i can, can think of uh, worse associations to have so. <laughs> but, but you know it's um I, I think it is something that that applies it's always a shorthand isn't it you know it is the equivalent of going into a record store and having everything you know the the, the kind of the stacking of the the, the um cataloging by genre you know it kind of reduces everything down to something that doesn't tell the whole story, but it's also something that, that gives you a, a way in, a good signpost to, in, to into it, and and kind of helps you kind of understand those those initial forays into people's music. And we'll be right back right after this. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Philip Selway. Well, you guys have made some incredible music over the year. You're still uh, years. You're still making incredible music with this stuff. Uh, I know this is always the ten thousand dollar question: Is there going to be more Radiohead albums? Well, we are always talking about future future plans at the moment, um, and we're all very keen to do something together again musically. Whether that would start with an album, I don't know yet. To be honest with you but there will be something happening musically and um, we'll see where it goes from there. You know, um, kind of when we do something again, it will be for, for the right reasons. And, and if, if a record comes out of that, it'd be bloody marvellous. But um, I think it's just that, that whole process of, of finding, I mean, we, we won't have played with each other for, the, you know, when's the last lot of touring? 2018. So that's the kind of the last time that we made uh, music together. Uh, and so I think whatever happens, we're going to need that time to find our way 
around each other musically and everybody, you know, people have been doing our, our different projects as well. So everybody will have changed musically as well. But that's kind of the excitement of it, really. It's kind of, well, I wonder how it will sound when we do it again. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be an interesting spot to be, to be in a band. You all seem like you're in an interesting spot, like to have gone so hard as you went for so long. And then it sort of seemed like, OK, we all got to walk away from this for a minute, you know, and 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 I can't imagine, you know, trying to stay a gang with you know, my childhood friends in, in that sort of relationship. And that's for any band. I'm not just, you know, uh, commenting on Radiohead, like that any band can pull that off. It's just sort of incredible, you know, and to, and to, for everybody still to be around. I mean, how many bands can you knit? You two? <laughs> you know, yeah. Pearl Jam, it starts to sort of fall apart from after that, you know, it's, it doesn't really work. So it's just that you guys are still talking to each other at all. Um, my compliments. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're, we're in an extremely fortunate position. And I think we know that and we don't want to fritter that at all. Are you going to do much touring behind Strange Dance? Is it going to be many tour dates? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm starting on those. I've, I've done some shows already. It's all been UK based at the moment. I go back out in May as well. Going to be European and UK shows and kind of looking into what be able to do um coming over to to north america um it would be yeah i'd love to bring it over and um and it's also uh it's it's been interesting so far it's, it's had already even though i've kind of done uh, a dozen shows so far this year but it's it's each kind of it's gone through various incarnations life already so there's been kind of there's been like a band version which has, has been with adrian Atley and quinta and brilliant drummer chris Latellaro. and there's me going out solo it's the first time ever um which is uh, yeah that was quite uh quite quite the experience quite enjoyed it <clears throat> and then i did just done a couple of shows with, with quartet and percussionist and that was fantastic and it's really interesting seeing material in all these different contexts so yes i have to see what um what what works and what, what what i can bring to to the states i'd love to come and do some shows so so if you could put the word out there that uh, that uh, philip would like to come and do some shows that would be great <laughs> i'll spread the word i'll start telling my friends tell their friends <laughs> Even if you do the big cities, uh, you know, I'll travel. I would love to see this album live. If you do come around Louisville, we'll head down to Elizabethtown and uh, we'll check that place out for yourself. So you can. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, I know that film very well. <laughs> it's not a lot to see around there. And I think half of it was actually shot here in Louisville. But, you know, we'll we'll make the trip. Was it? That way you can see you did it. So. <laughs> don't, don't shatter the illusion for me, Carl, please. Don't shatter it. <laughs> Philip, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it. I, I love Strange Dance uh, and what you're doing. Thank and it's you. been such a pleasure to talk to you. Likewise. Thank you, Kyle. You take care. And my thanks. Philip Selway, the brand new solo album is called Strange Dance. And thanks to you for checking out the album. Uh, please do hit that subscribe button before you get out of here. Again, three new episodes every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to keep you up to date on your favorite artists. And discover the new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org. 
That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. That's Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the old social media spots. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them. The address is at Kyle Meredith. So do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Consequence Podcast Network. Bye-bye. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media.